0: why not me? Like, why can't a mom from Minnesota, I have three kids, um, why can't I be the one that shows up and teaches marketing? Like, why does it just have to be the gurus who are on yachts and, you know, having all these fancy, overrated, probably fake lives? Um, why not just be the most authentic version of myself and show up and teach?
1: Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson.
0: My name is Mats Anderson.
1: We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world.
0: Are you an IP parent?
1: Hey everyone, it's Ariel Anderson, mom, entrepreneur, coach, out here to inspire you to take that idea that is just growing and bubbling around and taking it and growing it and knowing that it can support your life and that you can do this while staying connected to your family, to yourself, and staying authentic. And even when there's a transition, even when there's the craziness of family around you, it is possible. And we're sharing stories and our own stories of other people, our stories, uh, at various points in the spectrum to remind you that that beautiful imperfection that is you is meant to be grown and uh, taken and mixed with that thing that you're meant to put out in the world. And that's enough you 're enough, and it doesn't have to be massive, but it may ripple out to be massive because people are looking for that thing that you are meant to put out there and uh, so we 're really excited to be a part of that and I know that you 've been you know listening wherever you are in the world in South Korea and Denmark and Colorado and california you're out there and you 've been sharing, and i 'm so thankful. keep sharing. Episodes that you think are going to be helpful to somebody. Maybe uh, you are just at the beginning or maybe you're in the middle and you're growing things. Anywhere on that spectrum that you are, we're hoping to continue to inspire you to show ways that you can stay connected with your family amidst it all and that uh, everything is possible. Right. And on that note, I actually contacted um, Ali Bjork of uh she's the tiny tiny offer queen she created the tiny offer lab in the past she had prosperity lab and a podcast she is an incredible and authentic uh woman and mom of three honestly i can't you know i have one (laughs) now we talk about three little people and wanting to be present with them and then being present with them and you know growing a business around that uh Being a mom and being in her family and connected and growing something that supports her life. And, you know, she took a moment that could have spiraled her down uh, and she got creative and she worked fast and she used who she was. And, um you know, made a million dollars in ten months, I mean, and more you know she's shown us what 's possible, and that's for me the the best piece of this and I normally don't when I see a story like that I think hmm i don't know, but you know I saw her in action, and I thought this isn't just somebody with a Facebook ad that I clicked on that looks interesting she 's authentic, and I have gone to i'm telling you people probably over a thousand hours of various online offers and trainings and courses. And there have been maybe three, maybe four maximum people that I really felt like, hmm, this is a person that I feel good with. It's my person. And she's one of those. And that's why I want to share her with you as well. And interestingly enough, something that came up in the conversation resonated with her mission, which is I just really was looking at today more closely, one piece of that where she says uh, Allie's mission is to help business owners to show up authentically, owning their their expertise and not shrinking down from their big dreams. And interestingly enough, that last piece of the sentence, she clearly got a message um, in the last weeks uh, about uh, how important that piece is because she really got slammed like in a big way and when these moments happen where more than one thing happens around the same topic the universe is saying pay attention and it's exactly about this piece not shrinking down from your dreams and uh, about going large getting loud and I am I'm so inspired. Okay, I'll stop saying that because it's just true, though. Uh, And I want you just to join in, sit back, grab a drink of something, hot tea, chai, whatever it is that makes you smile, and listen up because uh, there's some good stuff here. So welcome, Ali Bjerk. I'm super excited to have you here today on Imperfect Parenting Podcast. Um,
0: Thank you. I'm so excited uh, to be here
1: I, I just get chills. I mean, I'm just happy because uh, i I've been thinking a lot with all that's been going on and uh, you know about who I think would be I, I don't often approach people that I don't already have a relationship with. I'm kind of a chicken, I'll be honest yeah. uh, but but I think I feel so passionate right now to i'm I'm sort of pivoting and moving our audience towards um, you know following their dreams and supporting their families and doing it with your kids at home. And I was actually already doing that before all this pandemic madness yeah. and then <laughs> right. it just feels even more strong and and because um, i I have to be honest because i want I want you to introduce yourself better than uh you know just I'm launching into things, but I've just so uh, I've been watching a lot of all the free workshops and the webinars and all this stuff over the last year, and I would say hundreds of hours of various classes and things and um, I'm a pretty sensitive person, and I do trust my gut instinct, and I would say of all those hours, there have been maybe three of you that didn't give me a little, eh, I'm not sure here, and yeah. that's why I wanted to contact you because I thought, oh, she's a mom, I have a good feeling, you feel very authentic and real, and um, and that sort of unfiltered honesty in a, in a pure and beautiful way that I... Thank you. Want to share that with our people because I think you know we are looking for that like-minded person, that person that sparks us, that speaks to our own heart, and Mm -hmm. that's who you were for me. So I wanted to just say that and get that out before I had you talk more about your story. But I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit about whatever you want to share about who you are and how you got here because your story inspired me to want to share it with others because I want people to know what's possible um, because I think we. Put up a lot of roadblocks when we're yeah. looking at new things. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, to tell a little bit about my story, I am a business coach, I guess, at the the highest level of what I do and what I teach. I teach people how to use digital marketing to grow their businesses. Um, I work with a lot of people who design digital products, courses, um, you know, ebooks, things that they're selling. And I designed a framework that. Teaches people how to start with really small offers or what I call tiny offers and then grow them into really attracting the right people into their business because so many business owners are taught to rely on freebies and free PDFs and free classes and giving away all this value before even bringing in a paying customer. So I teach people how to bring people in with a small product so you're bringing buyers in right away, which totally changes their mindset in entering your world. It just I guess, adjust their viewpoint of what kind of business owner you are and sets you up as an authority from the beginning. So um, and it was kind of born through necessity of my growing my own business. I'd been doing freebies and I just wasn't really feeling lit up by showing up that way. And um, it wasn't until I finally started focusing on selling these small products at the front that I started really bringing in dream clients and my business like blew up in the best way possible. And, you know, the last year has been pretty crazy with hitting some of my Most outlandish income goals, and just deciding why not me? Like, why can't a mom from Minnesota? I have three kids. um, (laughs) Why can't I be the one that shows up and teaches marketing? Like, why does it just have to be the gurus who are on yachts and, you know, having all these fancy, overrated, probably fake lives? Um, Why not just be the most authentic version of myself and show up and teach?
1: Yeah. And it's funny that you uh, and, I'm so glad that you did because otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here. (laughs) One of your ads, I think popped up and I, and I don't often click on them, but sometimes, you know, you just do, but the, the fake live thing, it's funny because, um, you're, you're mentioning that because it's one of those things that is one of the first breaks in trust. If someone's trying Mm -hmm. to bring me into something and I always think to myself, how do they not know that this is not okay? Am I the only Ready. one that this bothers? Do people not recognize that that twist they get in their stomach? Because um, today I actually did a live. I'm terrified of doing them, but I, I'm, I've been doing them, and I did a live, and the whole thing was talking about trust. And actually, you inspired a piece of that because of you know we'll get into that conversation later. But um, the first thing of trust, like I think when you're you're trying to build a relationship with somebody, faking something and not even telling people. Once there's been one person who's told me. Mm-hmm. You know, let's act like this is live, even though this is pre-recorded. And I so respected her for that. She wasn't yeah. my person exactly as far as who she was, but that piece, I thought, you know what? You just got, you know, a little bit more of me because of that. Whereas people are sitting there and you're thinking, none of those people are in the, in the stream here. Nobody's in their <laughs> chat with that name. Why are you doing yes. this? You know, at least tell yeah. me at the beginning so I don't feel tricked. So,
0: yeah.
1: um, and all yeah. of your lives are truly live as I recall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. That yeah. When I Well, I'm doing evergreen now with the pandemic having set in, I sure. switched to an evergreen model because I figured more people have opportunities to watch throughout the day. So yeah. I wanted to make sure it was on demand. But I mean, it says very clearly, this is a replay of a live class that I did. So it's not like the, um, you know, where they're faking that they're on live and answering things in the chat that don't exist. I've even had people send me emails afterwards that are like, my secretary just checked the list and you didn't attend live. And it's like, no, your secretary is not combing through every single name of people that <laughs> signed up. And like Please be honest about that, it. My, my bot. Secretary, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like this is my automation that could tell that you didn't get tagged with having attended live, but they totally spin it. And I just got really grossed out and sick of that. So I decided to do what felt really natural to me and just show up as you know kind of we're in this together but also um, learn from my mistakes at the same time because you know I've been in marketing and in business for a long time and um, I've learned a lot through the years.
1: And wasn't there something, if I recall your story, there was something that sort of inspired the tiny offers, not just that it was the free thing, but there were some things going on in your life because we're in the middle of this big transition. So I think about yeah. these unexpected events that come up that, you know, we either,
0: you know, spiral down and stay down or we yeah. get courage. and Yeah, exactly. So I, I was a service provider. I was a graphic designer, um, uh, ads manager. And I had created a, I'd built a funnel for someone I had run their ads and for whatever reason, she didn't feel like it was a, a great experience. I don't think she ended up making as much money from the launch as she expected. So she ended up putting in a charge back for the work that I had done with, you know, we had been done, I think three or four months. This was after the fact. So maybe money was tight afterwards and she was trying to get something back. But basically when someone... Um, puts a charge back on your work together, it pulls it from your bank account immediately. So even though the work was done, even though, um, you know, we did everything that was on our contract to have done, it put that hold on my account for $6,000 to be pulled out immediately. And I could have gone to court and fight to get it back and all those things. But that's a lot of energy. And it's a lot of, you know, lawyer fees and all of those things. Right. So I I ended up just being desperate to find a, a different situation, and having been in the online business space and knowing what a typical launch looks like, I knew how long it can take to really get yourself out there. It takes a long time to for people to get to know you, start trusting you, be willing to invest in what you're creating. And I didn't have time for that, being that my account was about to go negative. So I I came up with this idea of if I run ads to this small product, I don't have to have an email list because I didn't really have very many people that had, you know, signed up for my email list at that point. I don't have to have a big social media following. I just have to have a really good product and a really good story about why people need the product. So I ended up creating the system where you run ads to cold traffic. So people who don't know you at all, they see an ad in their feed on Facebook for a product. They click through the, to the sales page. Um, you illustrate a, a pretty much no-brainer offer where they'd be silly not to take you up on it. And then you sell a product but then, in order to keep adding on to the product, it has what's called an order bump. So it's like a one check button that you can add onto the order and then an upsell, which is like one more click to also add onto the order. So you build this whole choreographed experience for them where it's three good products that they could use, all three of them, and you know you build kind of like a bundle, but you've split it up. So buyer psychology wise, it doesn't feel like they're investing in a one ninety seven dollars course. It's like three different little things.
1: Making it, improving it, as bumping it up, and right, yeah. And did you yeah. have a lot of experience, like tech experience, as far as how to set all those things up, like sales pages and all of that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did. I had, <laughs> I'd never done it for myself, sadly. <laughs> you know, it's the that whole concept of the um, shoe cobbler's children don't have shoes. I had never. I was a marketer who didn't have any marketing. I was basically relying on direct referrals and um, growing my business on those. But then after this happened, I kind of had my back against the wall of like, I need to bring in some income into my business. I can't rely on hoping a a referral is going to come in in the next two days. I had to do something fast. And I had been, you know, kind of playing around with it and had it started, but I never had the guts to, you know, pull the trigger and actually start running my own ads and put myself out there in a really visible way because, you know, that can be really hard to do.
1: Well, it's, and it's funny because I think that, um, so many people have these little ideas. Like, I think that what you did, like you're ahead of the curve because a lot of people are now in this position where they have to, you know, something, you know, in your case, this person mm-hmm. pulled the money, which was, oh, by the way, I just, I'm still in <laughs> shock over that. Like, how could you do that? She did the work.
0: I um, owe her a thank you now though, because <laughs> if she hadn't, I would probably still be where I was. So I'm, yeah. I'm grateful in some ways that that was the thing that, pulled the trigger to make me actually do it. But
1: yeah, I often have seen that the the universe or whatever you believe in has a way of kicking our butts in a way that's not comfortable, generally, yeah, you know, yep. it's, you know, losing it, like, in our case, it, my husband lost his job, we've got or they've got this pandemic happening, people are not doing uh-huh. things in the way that they have, you have to be creative. But mm-hmm. also, like what you said, I think a lot of people have little ideas back here that are just they've been buzzing around but it's like oh no you know all the the limiting beliefs all the ideas of why they can't or why we can't as um we all have those moments you know i i've been yeah. talking about yeah i want to do a course or i want to do a membership or i want to do lives i was like no way maybe mm-hmm. later yeah. <laughs> when, when ella's you know in high school or you know no yeah. i mean maybe not yeah. that long but especially with kids at home and i think that's really um a big piece that i would love mm-hmm. for you to talk more about because it's uh Um, it's the piece that you don't go super deeply, at least not in the ones that I've seen on your on your workshops and whatnot, because of course you're focused on other things. But Mm -hmm. for me here today, I would love for you to talk about like how you make that work because you have three, I only have one and she still has a tendency to like run in. I said, now Ella, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be talking to a nice lady. Like try not, if you want to come in and hug me, but I can't really have a chat, you know.
0: And um,
1: so how do you manage? you know, it's the boundaries, it's the, um, you know, connecting in with them before, or, you know, what are your what do you do to make it work? Because, you know, of course, if you're in the middle of a live uh, Mm -hmm. event or you're talking with a client or whatnot, um, you know, you want to have your focus.
0: So how do you manage it?
1: Like, or how did you manage it before you, if you have support now, like before you had that or in the hardest moment, how did you do it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so when they were super little, I would, um, I always hated working when they were awake Yes. Like, I just felt so guilty being on a, a laptop when they were playing. So I kind of started creating, um, like, 20-minute activities. This is when my 8-year-old my – well, I now have an 8-year-old son. This is when he was, like, 2 or 3, so I could buy myself, like, 20 or 30 minutes. I would do those sensory boxes where, you you know, you get a bin and you fill it full of spaghetti noodles or full of, like, colored rice or something just to buy myself some time. And that was kind of how I started at the beginning. Um, and then – what I do now, I mean, it's evolved over the last six or seven years. But now, for the most part, I get up super early every morning. So I've like trained myself to get up um, and have like my own sacred time in the morning. That now I get grumpy if I don't get my three <laughs> hours in the morning. So I actually get up at like four o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! And I have my three hours where I can exercise, I can journal, I can work on you know some tasks that I need. To get into the flow in order to finish because when you have kids running around it's really hard to get into what they call that flow state where you like lose track of time because you're so into the project that's like impossible when you have littles around so i've I've created that block of time where I can get really into something um, otherwise, I used to stay up late at night now that I have three kids I'm pretty fried by like seven or eight o'clock at night, so working at night is kind of out of the out of the realm of possibility, because my brain is just mushed by that time. (laughs) Um, So getting up early in the morning is a really good way to do it. If there's a a project that I'm really trying to finish or something new that I'm working on, I've even pushed it to like three o'clock in the morning, just to go do like a sprint. That's definitely not a long term solution, because I I wouldn't, you know, that wouldn't be healthy to sleep only six or seven hours. I mean, maybe seven. But um, if there's something that I'm like, actively trying to finish then I'll push it up even a little bit earlier
1: and do you nap with your
0: kids <laughs> during yes. the
1: day yeah, I used to I, huh? I, I I well that <laughs> was four but I mean you know I I kind yeah. of swear by it because if you're yeah working hard depending on what hours you're keeping but um it's you know you've got a lot of balls in the air at the same yeah. time sometimes napping with them can be helpful, but I mean, I guess, uh, depending on their age, of course. And what's going yeah, on,
0: but... I wish mine still napped, but they don't anymore. <laughs> but, but yeah, when they were little, um, you know, that was, that was either, I would try to work while they were napping or if I was getting up earlier, then I would take a nap with them, but being connected to my kids and like having that close relationship with them has always been super important to me. So I'm not, I'm not Well, I mean, it happens. I'm not saying it never happens, but I don't want to just put them on a screen all day while I'm working because I want I never want them to feel like my work is more important than they are. So if they see me open my computer or my laptop, they're like, well, we get to have screen time now. And it's like it's I think it's a lot of it's mom guilt that I've kind of had to let go, especially during the pandemic when they're around 24 seven. And, you know, there are no are no um, other ways to get work done sometimes.
1: But I think that's ultimately, I know that uh, that's one of the things, I mean, there's all different kinds of parent entrepreneurs, people who are working from home. I mean, some people, I know people who have their nanny and they still feel really stressed and feel like they don't have yeah. time. And then there's, you know, I mean, everybody has their own path with their kids and their families. But I know that that's one of the things that, that sings to me as well is, is really wanting to, Uh, share whatever ideas we have to, to still be Mm -hmm. connected because those of us who it's, it's a key thing that you, I want to be connected to my daughter. I want to have present time with her. I Mm -hmm. want her to feel like mommy's not just always working at the same time. Mm -hmm. She has to know that I do work and I'm passionate about it Um, because I know that they, they, it's not only how we make them feel, but it's also, they're, they're watching every little thing. (laughs) And I know it's this, I don't know about you, but there's this whole thing in my mind of, I'm aware that everything that's happening is going to ripple out into their future. You know, if I'm not able to keep my own boundaries to do Mm -hmm. things, then they're going to feel they can't do that. Maybe, you know, when, when they're, well, my daughter is a, um, you know, girl, but like for her to really know that it's okay to do the things you need to do and connect and to find a way to balance those and not have to choose. Yeah. I think a lot of people, Get stuck where they feel they have to choose one or the other, and it is a—I don't know about you, but it is a really tricky balance. I, yeah. off—I also feel that guilt. I almost never open my computer. This is a rare moment. My yeah.
0: phone—I
1: would say ninety-eight percent of my business is done on my phone, and any app or something that yeah. doesn't work on the phone, I don't end up. Right. <laughs> I can hardly do anything, yeah. and there's a lot of oh. things that only are on the computer version of things, which is really tricky. But um, yeah. Um, Do you find that there are some adjustments, major adjustments that you made as um, a mom versus when you were working before as far as how you work with technology or, you know, you were already saying that opening the computer is, you know, a different reality than before because of their screen time. How, um, what are some things that you've done differently that have helped or been
0: challenging? Yeah. So I think for a long time, I knew ultimately, I had a vision of what I wanted my business to look like. And I, I know when you start a business or you create a business, you there are different business models that you can follow. And I knew that I wanted to largely do kind of hands-off income or passive income where I'm selling digital products. I always knew that was the ultimate goal um, to sell eBooks or courses or um, group coaching. So everything that I did in the beginning was moving me towards that being the end goal of I can, I can sell something and make money without needing to be the one that, you know, I'm delivering my time for money, Mm -hmm. that type of business model. So even when I was starting, I had an Etsy shop where I was selling um, like prints for nurseries. So I would, as I have a graphic design background, so I started, that was my first passive income is I would sell these nursery prints that they were PDFs or, you know, JPEGs that people could go print. But I would make like $7 and not be working. And I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe that I just made money and I I wasn't even doing anything and I don't have to do anything else. It's just done. So I, I got a taste of that early on um, from selling digital prints on Etsy and it it just kind of evolved into what, what my business is now. So I think just having that intention in everything that you create and knowing what the big picture is and knowing if you do want to be really present person for your life and for your family you you just design a business that supports that and whether it's setting if you are doing hourly like making sure your hourly rate matches how many hours you want to work a week so that you're making what you want to make at the end of the month but you're not filling it in um with a lot of extra hours and having those boundaries of i'm gonna put my phone away at this time i'm not gonna look at it again until the morning and i'm gonna you know, maybe read with my kids and put my phone in the other room, so I'm not tempted to look at notifications. Mm-hmm. Just some of those uh, things that I've had to train myself to do. And now, my kids, if I'm reading with them, they're like, "Okay, go put your phone on the table. Like, <laughs> they okay. like that ritual. <laughs> yes, yeah. they're like, we need you to be totally honed in, which is understandable. Are they really good at um
1: expressing that? I know my daughter has, like, she rocks my world with the way she's so clear mommy, stop. Don't look at your phone anymore. Mommy, this, like, I love how she speaks up. I'm not sure if I would have done that. Well, we didn't have phones back in the olden days, but still, um, are they good at communicating if you happen to cross the line or they feel like they're not getting enough of your attention? Do they talk to you about it or how does that?
0: Yeah. I was blessed with three very strong-willed children. So they, (laughs) like, if I, if I have my three-year-old, like if I have my laptop open and she wants to go play or do something else, she'll come and like slam my laptop (laughs) shut and like, we're done now. like, I okay No. <laughs> onward yes <laughs> um, I'm so funny
1: yeah, but I, I have a strong-willed daughter as well so I completely get you on that I actually am you know really inspired by her most moments and and usually I don't know about you but I find that like for example now I gave her a lot of really focused time this morning mm-hmm. so that I knew that when I did my live and then I I met with you you know and I was really clear with her I just I've always yeah. been super open with her and I think that that that's a really important thing. It's not like mommy's just working, but this is what's going on and this is your time
0: <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm with
1: you. And then she's more willing yeah. to let go as long as I make sure that everything is set up because um, in our case, it's grandma and dad who are supporting these days. Oh, and nice. so yeah. I have a, I actually even made like got snacks, you know, that she has a cupboard mm-hmm. and you know, she has her water and uh, otherwise she'll come in and I don't know. It's kind of
0: fun. Yeah, not great. So, I'm thirsty. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> know how it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the same way here. If I, it's like more quality over quantity sometimes where as long as they, they feel that connection and they get that one-on-one completely uninterrupted time and attention that then I can have a little leeway, I guess, of working as long as they feel that first.
1: What would you be willing to share one of your most imperfect parenting moments with us?
0: <laughs> oh my God. There are so many. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I know I have a list. of so easy. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I think there's something every single day at the end of the day where you can reflect and be like, ah, I should have handled that differently or I shouldn't have yelled. Um, I swear and I shouldn't swear but I think that's probably my my worst one is cursing <laughs> my husband doesn't curse at all so like if I say a swear word then everybody's like you know stares at me and yeah not as much anymore because I think now it's that's just mommy mommy swears but
1: <laughs> it's, uh, well it's funny not, because not we have <laughs> we have something similar my husband's Swedish you know you're talking about having a Norwegian last name so my oh, husband's Swedish yeah. and and uh no there's no swearing in fact I yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I swear when I'm tired. I don't know about you, yeah. but like these lo- long hours and, um, I was an internal person myself. So like just having constant input, I just sometimes I get yeah. overloaded and I think to myself, you know, but she has two kind hearted parents mm-hmm. and I would much rather have her see her kiss somebody or on, you know, in a movie or, you know, me yeah. swearing than having mean hearted Parents, so it could yeah. be much worse. And so right. I think, yeah. and I see that you're a kind-hearted person. So yeah, yeah. she'll she'll well, manage. I, she'll I just think you know, yeah. <laughs> you gotta tell her when yeah. it's okay to say those things, Right. when it's not exactly <laughs> not yeah. not to
0: your kindergarten teacher or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think just making sure they understand like you know, what kind of feelings you were feeling when that happened, and why you had that reaction, and understanding like this it wasn't directed at you it's not because you're bad it's because i'm feeling things as an adult things that yes. are happening in my life like this isn't you i'm not mad at you it's you know just making sure that they understand that yes. that's they don't need to have any shame or any any feelings about my feelings like my feelings are my responsibility right. and they have their own feelings that they can manage too so cool trying to share that.
1: Well, that's great that you're bringing a little bit of that emotional intelligence. I mean, I think, (laughs) well, look, (laughs) none of us, definitely none of us are, you know, perfect. We, people see versions of us and, you know, some see one version, some see other different moments in time for sure. But I mean, I think that uh, sometimes people really underestimate what kids are able to take in and understand, and they may not understand everything, but I think expressing, you know, like you said, being honest about things is, um, it's giving them a chance to have empathy and understanding and clarity Mm -hmm. and um, you're giving them a head start, which is really cool. Um, yeah, is it okay if I talked about what came up on Instagram yesterday?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Okay. I'm, I'm very open book. Because I this
1: is this is a yeah. you know I, I just wanted to check in with you, Ali, because uh, uh, I had already contacted Ali Ali to meet, um, and we were trying to sort that out. And yeah. then this uh, live came up, and I even just get like a, a feeling in my stomach even just thinking about it because you were talking about. Um, and I'll let you explain it more. But um, I think that, yeah, I'll, I'll let you explain. So tell, so tell me what happened this week because <laughs> it, oh, it looked was pretty weak. brutal. <laughs> okay, not yeah. the whole week, but just the, this incident or, or you know, yeah. what triggered the, the, the live because it's coming back to that trust piece we were talking
0: about. Multiple instances. Oh, no. <laughs> so, well, I mean, everybody's
1: okay. blasting the internet trying to get people, you know, yeah. online right now. And there's a lot yep. of... There's a lot of desperation out there or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there, there are four things that I can think of that are on the top of my head that happened in the last week. So my website got hacked, not necessarily just my website, but the server that my website was on got hacked. So all of my images from my website were deleted, like (gasps) no backup, no anything. So my website, I found out yesterday, my website images were gone. Fortunately. I have a backup um on my own computer not on the server so I can upload the images. So that's fine. Then I found out that there are pirating sites that will like take whole big courses and they will like download all of your course material and put them on these um like hacker websites where if you search my signature program is called Tiny Offer Lab because it's about creating tiny offers yes. and if you search that, like some of the search results are someone else's website reselling my product basically for, you know, you have to have a membership to their product to be able to get all of my stuff as part of that membership. But they're international and really hard to figure out who's running the the company and all those things. So doing some sort of like legal actions are basically impossible. Um, and then I have a the the tiny offer that kind of created this entire movement for me was a live stream calendar. And someone posted in a group that he was going to copy my live stream calendar and resell it from a masculine perspective. And he was posting about it in a group and he didn't know I was in the group. So it was actually kind of funny. So he's talking about my competitor. I'm going to do it different than my competitor. She targets women and I'm going to do it from a masculine perspective and I commented on his post and I said, actually I saw the plenty of men too with like a wink face. Cause he didn't know I was in the group and it, he was totally floored and like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know you were in here. I'm not going to copy you a hundred percent. And I'm thinking like, Oh, just 95%. Okay. And then the other one, the final one, which is what inspired me to do the story is that someone is taking actually a group of four women are taking my main framework and then, um, reteaching it as their own thing so it was like four massive not not people being creative on their own not coming up with their own products but taking mine and then putting you know some sort of spin on it and making it their own so it, it can be super hard with digital products on an online business because there is intellectual property but people can change it just enough that it's a lot harder to protect if they change the names or they change the copy on the sales page. It's really hard to prove that, you know, that's your original work. Mm. So, I mean, it's, I've seen people that they're designers with big brand companies and are, you know, private designers and they'll go and see their, their product recreated by, you know, one of these big box stores on a, a gift bag or something like that. So I know that originality is, an interesting concept. But to have all four of those things happen in one week, I was just like, Ugh. I had to share because I know what happens to other people. And I try not to go negative And I try not to, you know, be a victim at all, because there's so many more pros and cons in this business. But having all those things happen at once was definitely a compounding feeling.
1: And I'm curious to see what evolves from that, like what you know, what the message feels, because when it comes all at once like that, and I always feel like, okay, what's the universe trying to tell me? Yeah, (laughs) Is this that I'm supposed to make another pivot? Not that you're supposed to let go of who, because this is who you are, and this is what you've created, but, you know, maybe there's something else, I hope, that's going to grow from that, but... I think get
0: louder was my message, like, get loud enough that there's no doubt on who created it or who started it, you know, just... But this I is just keep going. Th- yeah. <laughs> I, keep, I mean, keep being creative and keep moving forward. That was my biggest message.
1: This is the I have to say the. it's one of the biggest fears when you have an idea. I mean, I don't know about you, but like I, my husband and I, we were living in Czech Republic and it's really known.
0: Yeah. In Prague. In Czech Republic. I lived in Olomouc, which was like two oh. hours of oh, yeah. I have
1: friends Prague. from
0: there. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Funny. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I lived there in college. I loved it.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I love it when there's synchronicities. Like right. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, And, you know, the the environment there, and then I don't know how it was in Olmaltz because, you know, that's Moravia. And, you know, most of my friends are sort of Slovakia Moravia. There's a lot of my... Mm-hmm closest friends there's just a different energy in the people and the environment for sure yeah but Prague is you know there's definitely a big entrepreneur thing ship you know environment for the last 20 years that I've been in relationship with that place in and out and mostly there yeah and there's a lot of opportunistic stuff Mm -hmm. that happens Mm -hmm. and I think that I would I was so naive before I went there until I I had a friend who did his thesis on something, brought it to somebody who was even a friend inside the community who stole it and used it as a product that they're making a lot of money off of. I mean, when I hear you, and I remember thinking, who would do that? And then I had a, because I was doing training and development and coaching, and I brought somebody into a project and he ended up stealing the entire project and my intellectual property. So I, you know, these things happen and went to a big company with it and made, you know, again, profited. And uh when we started our wow. podcast, we had somebody actually basically take the same art, almost the exact same. And mind you, I am not you. I am not a graphic designer. I created this very basic thing because I thought... Well, I'm kind of half not blind, but I don't see very yeah. well. So I thought, yep. you know, if I saw this on the screen, I would know that when it's ours. And these guys who were millionaires, they they actually picked it up and decided to try and do a male version of it, interestingly oh. enough. Huh. And I just thought it was really <laughs> funny. I'm like, why are we getting these hits from that part of the US? That's so interesting. And then all of a sudden there it was. And I just we just laughed and I thought But you laugh and cry because you've worked so hard. And I know that you've worked really hard. And, you know, we were just sort of starting. So we were annoyed. But I thought, well, okay, maybe people will go to theirs and find ours or, you know, something. (laughs) Using the same (laughs) name, same graphics. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, You know, you have to, like you said, you have to keep going. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, this this is the challenge. You know, you have all these people right now who are you know, daring to go online with what they're doing. And the on- online realm is even scarier than um, the the brick and mortar because it's so accessible. Like you said, from around yeah. globally, you've got all these possible thieves or lazy people, as I might call them, because, right. you know, <laughs>
0: yep.
1: everybody has something to offer the world. Are you really going to take somebody else's thing? You know, mm-hmm. because that's not you. I mean, what I can yeah. say to you, for sure. I mean, just, you know coach to coach, person to person is bottom line is they're not you. So, you know, that's, they've, they've taken this, but, you know, like you said, like what goes around, it's something will come back around to them. But the, also the other thing is, is that, you know, maybe as you said, your voice is going to get louder. People are going to say, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. that sounds more like the original. And, you know, they're going to, they're going to be attracted to the person who really created it because, I mean, that's the thing in general, right? There's so many similar businesses, not to tiny Hmm. offer, but there's a lot of similar things out there. But you you choose your person and you sort of choose each other on an energetic level. You know, I I contacted Hmm. you because you have a nice energy and people are going to notice the difference between you and fast-talky Gino, right. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. something thief, yeah. thief yeah. guy, uh, you know, who's, yeah. who flashes up on YouTube with an ad for something. And you're like, wait a minute, that's Allie's, And we'll know because yeah. you were there. So, I mean, I, I do want to encourage you to I mean, you know, this already. I can feel that. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, bottom line. Your people are still going to stick with you uh, and find you and um, support you you know, financially and energetically. And I'm really, really sorry that happened because that's
0: total crap. I
1: I think there's, you know, it's funny because Pat Flynn was addressing this as well because he's been doing lives every day. And, and somebody said, you know, he said that he found his book on somebody else's website and they were, you know, paying for, you know, it was on Amazon and whatever. And he's like, that's not me. And he's like, what do you do? You know, same thing. You know, karma will come back around. Right. But you can't really, you know, yes, it's, I guess, the highest form of form of flattery. Obviously, you created something that's super attractive and they're mm-hmm. honoring that. But, of course, yeah. it's heartbreaking at the same time because, you know, like you said, it was somebody in your course and mm-hmm. then they're stealing. It's, again, that breaking of trust. And yeah. so are you, I guess the question is, uh, do you think that you would do things any differently? Is there a way you would do it any differently or are you just keeping you I, and move I don't forward.
0: Think, I don't think so. And the reason, I mean, things that like this have happened in the past and I didn't say anything. I've, you know, just, I figured it was part of business. It happens. I'll just keep moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, now that I am, I have, I think, 200 students in my program and some of them are afraid to create. They're afraid, mm-hmm. like they're already projecting this happening in the future. And they're like, well, what happens if I do all of this work and then one of my competitors steals it? So I wanted to be like, look, this happened. No big deal. Like it stunk and I, you know, picked up and I moved on and things are fine. Like all the pros are still way outweighing the cons and you can't, you can't not do something because you're afraid of the worst case scenario, because even if it does happen, you're going to find another solution and you're going to keep moving forward. So that's why I had to share it of just like, don't be afraid of this happening because the odds are that at some point, someone might take your work or rework it into their own creation. And um, like you said, people are going to connect with you on an energetic level. They're going to like you, your voice. And there's people can't take that. They can't recreate that whole brand and that feeling that you're giving people.
1: No, so. it's, it's like when um, I have some relatives who would, uh, were going to China a lot and they'd always bring back coach bags.
0: Oh, yeah. And they give
1: them to the whole family. And you're like, something doesn't feel right. Like, I don't even, I'm right. not a coach person, even myself, but, but yeah. they bring back these bags. And I'm like, what's, I don't really care if this costs whatever. And then my cousin would say, well, that's not exactly a coach bag. I'm like, that's right. why it feels so weird. <laughs> like, there's still something that didn't feel right. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that that's essentially what will, you know, what will be happening is there'll be something that's not exactly right, you know. Mm-hmm. um, we used to make jokes because we've lived in different parts of the world. How sometimes I'll I'll be kind, but um, <laughs> a particular part of the world where where sometimes they'd kind of get the sorry, they'd get the, the essence of something, but not the full the full flavor of it. It's like mm-hmm. uh, I, I think about when I was four years old. I I made my mom an omelet for, or I thought I did for <laughs> for Mother's Day, and I had just sort of seen what I thought it was. You know, yep. I saw like all the pieces that were obvious and, but I didn't know that there was, that you had to put stuff inside. I just folded the egg over like my mom oh. did. I, I never saw her <laughs> yeah. put the things, you know, the cheese and whatever oh. might be inside. So it was just yeah. folded egg and she was very kind and she ate it. But I think, <laughs> I, I think that
0: that's an be analogy. Also, <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: it can be the case as well that people think they've got it all, but they don't because they don't have you. So
0: yeah. Um, well, thank you. Yeah
1: anyway, but yeah, okay. I'm glad that you shared that. I, I really, really think it was very brave of you. I I know that, um, uh, for myself, it's sometimes hard to fully put all that stuff out there because it's sort of, it's embarrassing or, you know, yeah. at the same, it's not your fault, but it, you know, it's hard to put the, the really rough stuff out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think you doing that was an incredible gift to so many of us because, uh, There is a lot of fear floating around anyway, (laughs) right now. But even without the pandemic, there's this, there's so many things that stand in the way. We already have things that pop up when we're trying to do something new because our body is like going into that primal thing of you know keeping you safe right oh um, I'm not an expert I'm not this I'm not that but then oh look here's another reason why I shouldn't like your students are probably like see that's why we shouldn't do this because (laughs) um, it's just gonna get stolen so why do it but like you said like the you know it's um it's part of the journey and it's that doing like you said like really getting things out there is what helps you to understand even what your own values are and what's important to you I know that over the last year of pivoting things as we've known that we were gonna come here. It's uh I would I went from, you know, supporting women over forty five who wanted to have kids to, you know, really wanting people to be able to have businesses at home with their kids. I wouldn't have guessed that. But if I hadn't gone right. through the process of doing the other pieces, I would, you know, whatever. So
0: Yeah. Oh and my I think goodness. That's an important part too of people knowing that if you do start a business that's not the one and only thing you can ever run a business around like as you grow your business is going to evolve too to support your new interests or your new interests and your expanded interests um so that's cool that you were able to expand and evolve as your your needs did to help other people
1: what what is something that you tell your students about you know if they have so many ideas and it's so hard to commit i mean you said that as things evolve you tend to you know you can come around to the different things but yeah when somebody's stuck what is one of the things when they're saying oh i have so many ideas for my tiny offer or for my different products i want to do i don't know <laughs> they have yeah. different random things how do you help them to hone in on that's so I know I'm sure it's really complicated but what would be one yeah. thing like if we were you know we have people listening right now and you've been brave and you did something and you put it out mm-hmm. there and you're successful you're you're in whatever six seven figures I don't know where you are now and in, in what you're doing um, mm-hmm. what what's one like achievable step they could do right now to move towards being clear on the thing that they could put some energy into one yeah
0: hint. I think just having that that mindset that this isn't the only product you can ever create because everybody thinks, you know, I have to get it perfect the first time and I mm. have to go all in. And so a concept that we teach a lot is minimal viable product. So like, how can you create the minimum amount that is sellable and still give people a, a result and a really good experience from your product? And then you can add on to it and make it even better. But you get that proof that it will sell before you put, you know, your whole heart and soul into the product. So I think that's one. But also knowing that you could do anything, you could create anything. But if you can just get yourself to to finish or get yourself to the finish line on one product, like you're gonna learn more from going from steps A to Z than if you start and then you stop and then you start another project and then you stop. So if you can just, you know, use sheer willpower to get yourself to finish a whole project. I I think teaching that teaching yourself that you finish, what you start is hugely powerful for your confidence, for um, your growth and a lot of different things. So I think just picking, picking one that you're excited about that you keep coming back to and then knowing I'm going to pause the other ideas for now. I'm going to put them, you know, I'm going to write them down on a whiteboard or write them on a piece of paper, and I'm not going to let my brain go there until this thing is done. That's, that's the biggest (laughs) recommendation I could make.
1: (laughs) thank you. And and before we wrap up, I just would love to hear what would be what is your go-to if you're having a rough day or your kids are coming in the middle of a session or whatever like the worst possible case scenario that you like I'm sure you've had like all, <laughs> at some yeah. point. What is your go-to to ground yourself, to find the way through like if it's just not working for some reason?
0: Yeah. Um I think well, a couple things probably. I've I made a decision um, probably a few years ago that I was going to show up authentically as myself. I was going to talk about my kids. I wasn't. I had a lot of shame around owning a business and being a mom for a while because mm-hmm. I thought. I mean, I had watched Shark Tank episodes where Mark Cuban is sitting there saying, "You're not a serious business owner if you have kids," and like I took that mm. to heart and like, oh, I'll never, I'll never be all in because part of my brain and my heart will always be with these three other little people yeah. that are, you know, a huge part of my life. So I think I just decided that i didn't care um if other people thought i was a serious businesswoman or not if i have my kids or if i talk about my kids so when i started showing up like that i started attracting my you know like my people became people that resonated with that even if they weren't mamas like they appreciated that i was upfront and honest so even if i was on a call with a um you know a client and my kids run in they're not like well She's yeah. wasting time now because a kid just ran in the room. They're like, oh, cute. There's her kids. Like, let me meet yeah. them. Let me say hi. So I think by me putting that energy out, I attracted better people for how I needed to work at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I there were there was a long period of time where every call I took, I was nursing a baby or wearing a baby. And they were <laughs> they were fine with it because I just I didn't hide the fact that, you know, I'm a mom and this is this, this is my priority. My business fits into that. But That comes first. For a while, I was working with um, like judgy men where I felt really awkward if my kids came in the room and I was like trying to, you know, shovel them to the side. And it just didn't really feel good to to try to hide that part of my life. So I think giving myself grace and that I am going to be multitasking sometimes if I have to reschedule because a kid is sick. Like that's that's what's going to happen. And I can't judge myself too hard for it. So that was one thing. Um, If my day is going super bad, I think trying to find a way to reset and like shut everything down and go get out in nature. Like that's a really important thing to, I live in Minnesota, so that's only possible during some months of the year. Sometimes (laughs) when it's like negative 20 or negative 30, I have to find a different approach. But you know, if we like go on a hike for a couple hours and then I come back to work later, things feel so much easier because, you know, rather than trying to fight through productivity and they're grumpy and coming in and I can't focus, um, it's a lot easier to just shut it down and come back to it later. And exercise, exercising um, outside of resetting and um, going for a hike, my own personal, making sure that I'm getting exercise every day. If I'm waking up early to go for a run, like those endorphins do a lot for me and carry me through the whole day. So I think just having that self-care routine where you're grounded as a a woman, as a human, um, so that you, you know, you're filling your cup before you have to fill other people's cups, I think yeah, those three.
1: Great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I don't want to keep you on too long. <laughs> I, know, I Can I connect? It's really, really nice to connect. And I, um, is it how, how do you manage to also with three kids and business to stay connected to your partner, your husband?
0: Um, I fall asleep with him on the couch every night. Like he, he likes to watch Netflix and I will fall asleep in his lap just about every single night because (laughs) I'm tired by that time, but we still want to have, you know, like our date nights, especially now when we can't have an outside of the house date night. So Yeah. yeah, we'll sit, we have, um, our basement is built with you know a nice big fluffy couch and a tv and he'll watch whatever he wants to watch on netflix and i'm i'm asleep so (laughs) so you're cuddling up getting some time yeah (laughs) i just thought i'd ask because it's kind
1: of a madhouse these days yeah
0: Yeah. well and i think just trying to create moments out of the mundane like making his coffee and bringing it to him and then just even if the kids are playing you know Making jokes about it and being like, oh, we're on a coffee date right now. And <laughs> just making it feel like you're not just stuck in your house. Um, we do awesome. that
1: with going into corners of the, the garden here. You know, Uh-oh, today yeah. it's, oh, it's May 1st. And if you lived in so I don't know which part of the year you were there. You know, this is the, the, the day where everybody... Uh, oh, you were in the fall. Okay, so you yeah. missed it. But on the May May, yeah. May 1st, everybody... Yeah it's May Day instead of dancing around the pole yeah. everybody goes and finds a blossom tree I think it's technically supposed to Aww. be cherry but we just use whatever blossom or now yep. flower tree and you're supposed to get kissed and it brings you abundance
0: for no, the I've,
1: for the year and and yeah. no matter what madness is happening in fact today we literally had like 10 minutes okay see yep. you and so Ella yep. came with us our daughter came with us and she's smiling yeah. because she knows you know we we do this um you know, yep. we don't have too many choices and that we have a pretty small yard back here. But yeah, uh, anyway, so get the the kiss under the tree and sort of reconnect, even though it's been a bit mad this week has been cuckoo, but so yeah. I'm glad to hear you have your cuddle up sessions. Feel those
0: day. moments. Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh, well, thank you for all your, your thoughts and advice. Any last thoughts for for moms or even dads that are, I mean, in the future, they'll be whoever the the, the at-home
0: parents are, but now everybody's kind of an at-home parent. Yeah. Any, <laughs> right. any last
1: thoughts for people, you know, before you? Yeah, I,
0: I think just don't compare your, your results to anyone else's and put your blinders on and just do what feels good to you in the moment. And, you know, whatever your baby steps look like, stay true to those and don't look at what anyone else might be doing. Love that. Thank you, Allie. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been great.
1: This week's takeaways, be your most authentic self. Create strong work boundaries. Design the business that supports the life you truly want. If you get knocked down, get creative. Don't be afraid to put your ideas out into the world. Your brand is you. And last but not least, fill your cup before you fill anyone else's. Like what you heard and want more? Go to alibjerk.com or in Instagram, alibjerk. And the Tiny Offer Lab has got a great free training. If you jump into our links, You can click on any of that that looks interesting to you. If you go to start here, then you will get uh, straight into that free training. And you spell Allie Bjerk is A-L-L-I-E-B-J-E-R-K. Just in case you're wondering, check it out. Thank you for listening to our Very Imperfect Parenting Podcast. If you'd like a little more like live coaching sessions, then jump into facebook.com backslash IPParents. You can also write me at ariel at imperfectparenting.net or jump on that site for other resources like book reviews and other fun things. If you would just share with one person or let one person know about this podcast, that helps us a lot. As well, we have Patreon with extra privileges and Have a beautifully and perfect day. Thank you so much for being out there.